Janet Lehman says that watching her child struggle without stepping in to fix things for him was one of the hardest things she personally experienced as a mom. And the truth is, from the very beginning, being a mother is a balance of taking care of your kids while letting them grow up and learn from their mistakes. On today's podcast, five of the hardest things parents face, how to handle the most challenging parenting issues. You're listening to the Empowering Parents Podcast. Empowering Parents is a community dedicated to child behavior help and problem-solving techniques for parents. Hello and welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast, brought to you by EmpoweringParents.com. Check us out online for free access to amazing articles, blogs, downloadable charts, and more, all created with a mission to bring empowerment to parents all over the world. Today's article was written by Janet Lehman, the co-creator of the Total Transformation Program, which is a parent's program for managing challenging behaviors in children. Janet's a mom and a therapist for over 30 years, and she knows that along with the good, the list of tough things we face as parents is long. And as we all find out pretty early, there are so many challenges that we never even considered or knew about before having kids. Your role of simply loving and protecting your baby from pain and discomfort changes to one of accepting that your child or teen will need to experience natural consequences for his or her actions. The hard part for them and for us is that these consequences almost always include some discomfort, disappointment, or pain. The first challenging parenting issue that Janet writes about is to parent the child you have, not the one you wish you had. Many times, we try to parent our kids based on what we think they should be like, not who they really are. Listen, you know, it's often tough and exhausting to have a son with ADHD or a teen with ODD who's defiant and disrespectful. You might simply have a child who's very different from you, so trying to see her side of things can become a constant draining battle. You might think, hey, this isn't what I signed up for. Is this what motherhood is supposed to be like? As a mom and as a therapist, Janet knows that when you accept that your child is not who you thought she was going to be, a real sadness can set in. You might have to give up certain dreams you had for your child's future when you realize she's just not going to take the path you hoped she would. Understand, though, that once you let go and accept who your child is, a different kind of love can develop because you'll be able to see her clearly for the person she truly is. Accepting your child is one of the most powerful, loving things a parent can do. It's the basis for so many things, including really listening and responding to her, and developing and communicating expectations for appropriate behavior. Old power struggles can fall away, which can give you space to nurture new aspects of your relationship. And when you accept your child for who she is, she can then become better at accepting herself. Number two, letting your child experience the pain and discomfort of natural consequences. It's not a good idea to try to protect your child from experiencing the consequences of his actions. Look at it this way. How will your child learn from his mistakes if you take away the natural outcome of a poor choice he makes? In fact, as humans, we mostly learn through trial and error. We try something, it fails, or we get in trouble, and then we try it another way. We misbehave, someone gets mad, so we stop doing it. If you put up a protective fence around your child and fix things for him, how will he learn to do things differently next time? 
As James Lehman said, it's helpful to allow your child to struggle. Change happens out of struggle and in these moments of accepting responsibility for our actions. It's our job as parents to help our kids through these difficult times, but it's not our job to bear all their burdens for them. This might mean letting your child feel some pain and disappointment of natural consequences if he's misbehaved. You can help him by talking about how he can handle himself differently next time and teaching him some good coping strategies. And simply letting your child know that you're there for him, showing that you love him, is one of the most important things you can do as a mom. Number three, facing judgment, shame, and blame from others. If you have a child who acts out and engages in other challenging behaviors like tantrums, yelling, disobeying you, or being annoying and obnoxious, you've probably gotten the look from friends and strangers. You know the one I'm talking about. It says, why aren't you doing something different about your child's behavior? It can make you feel like a terrible mom, right? You know, even if you know you're doing everything you can to raise your child the best you know how. And the truth is, others will probably always judge your child, and you especially. It's just human nature. James and Janet always said this to parents who came to see them. Don't be a mind reader. When your child is acting out and you're feeling judged by others, just stop and say to yourself, I can't read other people's minds. If you try to imagine what others are thinking, 95% of the time you're going to read something negative in there. That's because whenever we're negative, we interpret other people's perceptions of us as being negative too. And in these situations, we don't read people's minds in search of hope. We read them in search of criticism, especially when something's going wrong. So when you feel yourself trying to guess what your neighbor, your mother-in-law, or your friends are thinking, just stop and tell yourself, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what they're thinking. Stop the tape that's playing in your head and move on. This is also part of the process of learning how to talk to yourself in a way that promotes calmness rather than panic. Number four, I hate you, mom. The words I hate you can have the power to reduce any parent to tears or anger. It can make you feel like you failed and then you wonder where you went wrong. Kids know that saying this can paralyze a parent during a fight, which is why they use this tactic to get what they want. As hard as it is, try not to personalize your child's behavior. When you personalize things, it makes it very hard to be objective about how to respond to your child in the moment. A good thing to do when this happens is to stop, breathe, and instead of a knee-jerk reaction, respond with, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the fact that you need to do your homework. You can also ask yourself, what does my child really need from me right now? It might be some space, or it might be for you to follow through on a consequence that you issued. As much as possible, try not to take these words from your kids personally. The last difficult parenting situation Janet mentions is letting go. During pre-adolescence and adolescence, you're constantly confronted with letting go, especially if your child needs to face consequences the hard way. A natural part of adolescence is risk-taking, which often results in breaking rules and inappropriate behavior. When this happens, you can end up feeling guilty, embarrassed, shameful, or simply disappointed. It's extremely important to be able to disconnect these emotional responses from your child's misbehavior. 
As parents, we really need to pull back and become coaches and teachers, still loving our children as people, but giving them the space to learn. The work of caring for our kids can be stressful and demanding, especially when they're constantly separating from us and becoming individuals. As painful as it is to accept sometimes, our children are born to move away from us. Try not to let the stress of that overtake you. If you're doing what you can to coach your child into making good decisions and accepting consequences, then it's okay to let go and not take the situation personally. You played your part, and the responsibility is now on your child. You can't protect your child from everything bad that might happen to them or that they might do, but you can help them learn from the bad situations they get themselves into. Your child, they likely won't thank you for letting them struggle on their own and suffer through a consequence, but they might surprise you when they're an adult and then they let you know that your coaching, teaching, and limit setting really did make a difference in their life. It's so difficult for parents to figure out what's right, and there really isn't a right answer all the time. It's important to accept that there are choices to make, and that choices often come with anxiety. Remember, though, that you're doing the best you can and making the best choices possible. More important than trying to be a perfect parent is to be a good enough parent who takes care of their child and tries their best. Hard situations are part of life, situations from which we can learn and grow. As parents, we can support our children through the difficult times. This doesn't stop at adolescence because we'll be parents forever. Our role just continues to change over time. You just heard a portion of the article, Five of the Hardest Things Parents Face, How to Handle the Most Challenging Parenting Issues by Janet Lehman. To read more, visit EmpoweringParents.com for the full article. And if you're interested in knowing more about the award-winning Total Transformation program, make sure you check out thetotaltransformation.com. Take care, everybody, and thanks for listening.